Pennsylvania ranks second to last in vaccine distribution in the entire country and more lawsuits between big brokerages. We'll break it down all next on Tool Time. We are back on Tool Time. I am Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. And we've got some unfortunate news, in my view, for everyone in Pennsylvania today, which is that Pennsylvania currently ranks second to last in vaccine distribution. And there's a lot of reasons why. What do you think about all this, Sarah? It does not speak well for Pennsylvania. It's also interesting that the, what, top ranking state is West Virginia. Yes, (laughs) yes. I guess we need to take a lesson from West Virginia and figure out what they're doing. Um, I think there's been a lot of confusion, I mean, across the whole nation, but particularly in Pennsylvania, there's just been massive confusion. There's been, um, conspiracy isn't the right word, but there- uh, There's been a lot of chatter. Yeah. I think yeah, chatter is a fair word. There's been chatter about uh, some of the places that did come out to provide the vaccines. Uh, and things just aren't going smoothly. It's not at all. And I mean, you look at- like, and there's a myriad of issues here. Um, the first one I see is probably the biggest one is this Philly fighting COVID scandal, because that's where most of the people live in Pennsylvania, right? Is Philadelphia. And this guy, um, Andres DeRoshan, I don't know if his name's right or not. I really don't care. After his uh, his run at, at, at for Philly fighting COVID, they, uh, he had a $2.7 million budget. They were going to vaccinate the whole city. And then it really, like, fell apart pretty quickly. I mean, uh, we were talking about this beforehand, so... He went from a non-for-profit to a for-profit company. So I don't know how that goes down. Like, does that make a lot of sense to you? Am I missing something here? No. And it seems like he didn't tell a lot of the different uh, places that they were kind of working with and collaborating with. Like, just last minute was like, oh, hey, and then ghosted them. I mean, there was reports that he was at a distribution site. And he said, hey, protocol's out the window. All the things we're supposed to be doing are out the window. And then he's grabbing vaccines and putting them in his duffel bag. Like, I mean, this seems highly illegal on right. many levels. So I don't – and I, I think the bigger problem here is the mayor of Philadelphia endorsed this company. Like, I mean, how does this even happen? Yeah. I mean, I think he kind of, like, switched the plan up partway through. Um, Agreed, yeah. And just got greedy. I mean, I think he – whatever his initial ideas were for what he wanted to do and how he wanted to go about it, I think if he would have followed those and then listened to the advice of the medical providers, this could have been a positive thing. Instead, he switched it halfway through, made some missteps. Um, And I think what's particularly upsetting about him kind of like taking some of the vaccines and then um, I think he gave them to friends or at least to his girlfriend or something like that. Someone who shouldn't have gotten the vaccine. And by someone, he's not a registered nurse to be administering them. But I think his defense was they were going to go to waste and uh, they were going to have to be thrown out if they didn't get used. Well, that makes sense, except in in the article, it also said that that same day, a lot of people that qualify for it and are in that top tier of people that should be getting the vaccine, um, a lot of senior citizens, were turned away. People that were 85, 95-year-old, years old were showing up with like a printed off slip saying like, this is my appointment time and mm-hmm. this is my place to be. And they were like, sorry, glitch, sent them away. And then they had leftovers at the end of the day that were stolen, <laughs> essentially. I mean, it, this whole thing is crazy because, I mean, there, there's such a need for this. And, you know, this this is just one example. But, I mean, there's reports all over the state that 
people aren't showing up for their appointments and they have to throw out the vaccine. Right. And there's like, there, there's got to be a, like, you could set up a system where, hey, we'll send out a tweet every day, right? Or, and it doesn't have to be like downloading an app because that's like, we talk about conspiracy theories. A lot of people are freaked out about that because they think they're getting tracked on their phones. Well, guess what? You're you being are. tracked on your phone no matter <laughs> what happens. Uh, but, you know, like, it, there, there's such a simple way to operationalize this and it's just, no one can, they, they just can't do it. Like, it, it, they're, they're, it's, it's disorganized. There's questions about um, the Delaware uh, Valley Journal. They're saying that the, the state's now hiding data about like schools and travel and restaurants. And there has been some transparency issues that we've talked about a lot on the show here. The governor's getting bipartisan pushback on his plans. I mean, it's it's a shit show. Right. Well, I think rather than reinvent the wheel, which I guess the wheel had to be invented for this anyway coming out because this wasn't something we'd faced before. But sort other of. states have handled this better. So rather than us than Pennsylvania trying to come up with some whole other thing. Let's follow the model of a state that's doing it correctly. I mean, I know it's still very new to everything, but let's kind of pay attention to other states, see what they're doing and take, you know, the things that they're doing correctly and try and implement that rather than, you know, come up with these new ways to go about it, which obviously ended up backfiring pretty horribly. Um, well, and, and I think that the, the challenge here, too, is that, um, like, they're, like these, these pharmacies are all equipped to do this, right? Like, look at the flu shot. And I think this is a great example. Like, they know how to give a flu shot. So, uh, you know, I, I, the, the problem is that there, there isn't a plan. And it, without a plan, like, you're just set up to fail. And throughout this entire pandemic, I think the biggest complaint Pennsylvanians have had is, what's going on? I have no idea what's happening. Like, there's just not, like, someone, they need, like, they were having these daily press conferences, but... Did you learn anything from those? Because I certainly didn't. And it was just like kind of a disaster. And, you know, it, there needs to be someone that's like, hey, your job is to administer this vaccine. Like you're in charge. Here's the resources. Here's the budget. Come back to me. I need this by then. Right. Like, I mean, this is no different than a business meeting or some of the things we get tasked with. Like, hey, Sarah, I need a plan to market my house by Friday and tell me exactly what you're going to do. And then let's execute it. Right. Like this isn't rocket science here, unfortunately. And, and I think the frustration is. Our leaders are really failing us. I mean, Mayor Kenny trying trusting this guy. I mean, he's like it's just insane to me. The whole thing. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I, I guess that you know, I don't know. There's a lot to debate here, but I think it's just a challenge, and, and I don't think enough people are talking about this. I mean, this is like if you know, you and I talked about this a little bit, but like this news needs to be out there. And the other challenge we're seeing too is like you go to like different counties, right? And people are trying to volunteer to vaccinate people. I've got three confirmed. Um, and I'm not going to tell you who they are, but uh, three confirmed uh, nurses that have like they have licenses that have said, hey, I want to volunteer to vaccine. And they don't work anymore. They've maintained their license and no one even gets back to them. Right. Like, and, but the and these they're not even administering all the doses and then they're going bad or whatever else is happening. So I think this is going to be a challenge until the infrastructure gets fixed here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we both agree, which sucks, if you ask me. <laughs> It's an interesting time to be in Pennsylvania. I mean, did you ever think we lived in a state like this? Like, I mean, realistically, like, you know, 12 months ago. No. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> That's why everyone's moving to Florida. I mean, this is this is what's got the people just want their lives back. It's, it's, it's insane. So... Anyway, that's what's going on locally. Welcome to the shit show, everybody. Hopefully you can bleep that out, Nick. So, um, we, we got some real estate news. And this one's pretty interesting, too, because I think that there's a bigger story here than it's getting reported, right? Um, so... There's been all these lawsuits between big brokerages, um, specifically Compass and, and Realogy. And Realogy is the parent company of like Cobalt Banker and um, and Sotheby's and, the, and, the, and the, a lot of real estate brands you're probably more familiar with. So Realogy sued Compass for some recruiting practices. Now Compass is countersuing Realogy. What do you think about all this? 
grow up. Like, there we go. <laughs> I mean, I think like it's just crazy. Like this is this is business. Uh, what Compass is, I think, currently trying to sue Realogy for is that um, you know they were headhunting and getting you know pulling in top producers from from other companies. That's fine. It's that's the individual's choices. You are free to move brokerages, change companies. Fine. But um, whoever, if you had a listing and you signed that while you were with a certain brokerage, that listing belongs to the brokerage, not to the individual. So Compass is trying to sue because the people that they've headhunted over, they're not getting the listings that were signed while they were with their other brokerage. Well, I don't understand what there is to really dispute there. I mean, that's it is what it is. The amount of money that you're spending in these lawsuits can't equal what you would have been getting from these listings. So just like grow up, move forward. Your investment was bringing in this top producer. Assume that they're going to continue to produce at a high level and get more listings. Like it's just so much ridiculousness. I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, some of the things in the suit. So one of them, uh, the things Compass is alleging is they're refusing to release listings. Uh, you know, that's something that's in, the, in your contract with your brokerage. Like right. this is like already spelled out. There's employment contracts in place. Unfortunately, I have seen that when people move from different companies, like, I mean, they, they just they kind of forget what's in the contract and they want their listings and whatever else. So, you know, that happens. But that's also why you sign a contract. That's the whole point of them. Um, the other thing that there this one is good, um, that Realogy has been complacent in the face of innovation. Like, OK, um, I mean, and then uh, Realogy counterpoint is that these are fictional and meritless counterclaims. This to me sounds like a big waste of time. Um, I know that when, you know, there's a reason why the majority of cases settle out of court because it's a waste of time. What, right. what are they going to do? Litigate this and get money from each other? I think there's bigger issues here, right? So Realty stock price has been in the toilet for a whole year. Like it's, it's not doing well. Compass has been under a lot of heat because of um, some major firings they made about a year ago. They cut up a lot of their marketing and tech staff. Um, there, there's questions of, you know, what, what, they, you know, what they're actually providing agents and what all their, their, their tech stack is. Um, and my whole point is, aren't these companies supposed to be focusing on selling real estate? Because right. I know that's like the main thing. And I, I just don't, I, I, I don't, I don't really see this making a lot of sense to them in an issue of time. Like if I'm a CEO of a company, I, I want, I want the lawyers handling the lawsuit right. and I want to go ahead and like go sell more houses and help our agents sell more houses. Like that's my view. Sure. And I mean, for like, for what I was talking about with Compass there, if you were an agent that had a listing with another brokerage, I mean, Shouldn't that be something that the agent works out with their brokerage to figure yeah. out like on this, like, hey, in this case, this is what I did. How can we work this out? Or like, you will still get this split. I did. You know what I mean? It's not. I don't understand why it had to go to like that high of a level to be disputed. Like that should just be something that's discussed individually among the agents. Well, this is why you have like an exit agreement. Like you, like if you, if you know how to write a contract, you should be like, hey, if this happens, then this. Like that's how it works, right? I mean, we, you know. We've talked about this one-on-one, -on -one, like just because that, we work together. That's how it is. There's a big winner here, and it's not either one of these companies. Zillow. Zillow, right? Like, the, like to me, like this is exactly what these tech companies want. I would even put CoStar in that group if you want to go there because all these brokerages are fighting, right? And what it's doing, it's taking their focus away from the main thing, which is selling houses, getting right. listings, right? Like, that, like listings, that's all everyone's talked about right now. Imagine if... Their CEO of Realty goes, hey, you know what? We're going to roll out a company-wide initiative to help everyone get more listings, and here's what we're going to do. Like, that would be so much more valuable than 
fighting for people that already left your company anyway. And it just, I don't, this is exactly what these tech companies want because these brokerages are so focused on, like to me, low level priorities instead of staying a couple steps ahead of everybody else. I agree. So I don't know. The lesson here is if you get in a lawsuit, just go settle out of court and, keep, and don't let it distract you. I mean, I, I just don't get this. And this is after Realogy like dropped the lawsuit back in June. Like it, it just it seems like these guys are just like it's like two kids like fighting in the schoolyard. and They're just really ticked off at each other and they're just going to keep going. Right. And it's like at this point, like no one cares. <laughs> just I mean, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I don't care. I mean, we're, not, right. we're, we're talking about and I, I think this, to me, this is why. People go to Zillow. This is why they go to these portals because, they, like, you know, they, they usually go work with an agent because of the agent, not necessarily the brand. I mean, I'm clear the local brand is always bigger than the national company. Mm-hmm. We have agents all over our marketplace. I mean, they're, they're all different companies and they know the agent. They don't necessarily know the company. I mean, sure. you know, and, and that even differs from like the city to the suburbs to different counties that we serve. So my view is that this is this is a big win for Zillow and they don't have to do anything. Zillow does it again. Yeah, Rich Rich Barton, the mastermind. (laughs) That's all we got this week. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll catch you next week.